Welcome everybody to episode, I believe it is 12, and I'm going to commit to that because, yeah, I, 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 I'm I, pretty think, sure, that's, yeah. I think I that's think right. right. I think you're right. So everybody, uh, what happened in the interlude where you're all hit level five, episode 11? I hit level five. We tied a dwarf to a tree and we slept for a little bit. When we woke up, we went back to the school to deliver the orb that we captured, a reclaimed. Wait, where'd this dwarf come from? I don't know. He was in the woods. He doesn't say anything. I don't even know what we did with him last episode. Wait, I thought he was saying, go save her. Save her. Yeah, save her. Save her. Uh, I don't think we even asked anybody back at school if they recognized him. I think we or... forgot about him. <laughs> I think we did. No, we handed him to... Uh... You tried to give him to, to Headmaster Wake as yeah. the orb itself. But I don't think she bought it. Uh, we gave her back the orb. Then we interrogated her a little bit more. Didn't get anywhere with that. And now she knows where another orb is. And We leveled some, up. So yeah, Did we leveled some shopping. Up. Yeah, yeah. We went to go see Daryl. Where's this other orb at? Uh, salami or something like that. Like, so... <laughs> 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 so <Salami>. cool. <laughs> Port Shemaria in the island of Estradu. Uh, Ubo's yeah, hometown. That was close. Can we change it to salami? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in too deep now. <laughs> Are we? Are we? Save that for the next campaign. Next campaign we'll have a port salami. Guaranteed. <laughs> that is my promise to you. All of our countries should be lunch meat names. <laughs> All the ports. Port Black Forest Ham. Oh, that's a good woods name. Uh, Black Forest of Ham. Town of the Roasted Beef. <laughs> the Black Forest of Ham. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. Are we missing anything, anybody? I don't remember what we did at the end. Did we leave the school or? Uh, you ended with you all walking away from shopping. And you had, um, so shopping took about an hour. You knew that uh, the big Terry the Fourth was leaving port at noon. Um, when you were done with shopping, it was about 10. So uh, port's not super far away. I was going to say, I didn't know if you all had anything you wanted to do before heading out because... You know it's at least a seven-day ship set journey, ship journey, I guess, to uh, Estradu. So you got to imagine it's a little, like bare bones minimum going to be seven days there, seven days back, 14 days. So if you How wanted to do rations, any, you know we don't really do rations around here. Yeah, we just have meat scraps in our pockets. You all have beef jerky at all times. Well, I was going to say, everyone's at zero gold. I was going to go buy everyone rations. Okay, you buy everybody, like... No, oh no, the, I'm not Do we need rations? Are we doing that? Uh, a, 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 just a shit ton of uh, beef jerky and hard apples. Without using my gold, yes, I'm buying you all some rations. Wait, what's a hard apple? It's, it's like a regular apple, but it's hard. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so like a Honeycrisp? <laughs> no man, I had a honey crisp the other day. It was like mushy. Well, it's not supposed to. It's be. not mushy. No, this uh, is hard. Yeah, These are hard. <laughs> These are hard apples. I can't. I can't comment on this conversation because I can't eat those. Yeah, Altrex <laughs> and Barry both 
neither of which can eat apples. Oh, man. Hard or soft. So, so yeah, I mean, you, you all have uh, food, so you don't need, we don't need to do some boring, like, you guys don't go to, got to go to Fantasy Kroger and pick up any <laughs> apples or anything. I'm going to head to the boat. I'm going to try to commandeer it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That should work. Uh, let's try it. <laughs> I'm just going to stand at the wheel and be like, what's up? It's my boat. <laughs> <laughs> so very sneakily commandeer it <laughs> sit there until everybody believes that it's your boat yeah you all don't have uh much else to do get ready you're prepped you got your rations your food your items um you you head out on your way walking towards the docks in bright bank uh, before you even get out of the grounds of scrimmore academy you all see Headmaster Wake uh, approaching you quickly, dragging Drundu by the sleeve. And she approaches you all and says, Okay, uh, you all just left this strange dwarf with me? <laughs> and he's just telling me I need to save somebody over and over. Who the fuck is this guy? We have no <laughs> idea. I say we just take him with us. We couldn't figure that out either. Uh, he doesn't talk much besides saying save her yeah oh i got that for the past hour that's it's yeah <laughs> yeah has nobody in town ever seen this man I, I, I don't know i haven't been like walking around looking for people i just you left me with him while i was eating breakfast well <laughs> fig, figure it out we gotta go we gotta catch the boat okay cool so who like did you just find him in the woods what happened yeah he came to us I think he came from the sky like an alien-like figure. Yep. Is he dangerous? I uh, he possibly could be. Ubo seems to think he's Illithid or Altrix. He okay. He doesn't have tentacle face. <laughs> it's a disguise. Haven't you seen the old Scooby Doo's? <laughs> <laughs> Should I throw him in the brig or what? Don't th- did you just say throw him in the lake? In the brig. In the brig. <laughs> I thought you said the lake. I was gonna say that's kind of it's kind of overkill. That's a very Ultrax thing of you to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, be super high level and straight to the point with me. So let me get it straight. You found him in the woods. He yes. just kept saying he needs to. You need to save her, yes. and then you brought him here and yes. left him with me while I was eating my eggs. Yes. So what we need you to do is figure out who her is, and then when we get back, we'll take care of it. And who he yes. is. Okay. I think I'm going to put him... I can't... Okay. Okay. I'll figure it out. Why don't you put him inside the vault? Because it's so creepy. Maybe whoever breaks in again will be too creeped out <laughs> to steal anything else. <laughs> and we won't have to worry about this in the future. I, I'm probably going to do a coin toss and decide either locking him in the brig or the medical bay. I'll I'll figure that out. I guess you all go have your cool cruise mission, and I'll deal with this creepy dwarf. Uh, and one last thing before we leave. Oh, yeah, just give me more stuff. Yeah, pile it on. <laughs> Do you have today's sign-in sheet for the vault? It's been a fucking <laughs> hour. It has been one fucking hour, Altrex, and you left this creepy-ass dwarf with me for that entire 60 minutes. No, I have not checked in yet. I expect this stone to be ringing by the time we touch base at Salami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to chirp us, okay? Chirp, chirp. Uh, you know what? You know what I think is best. I think it's best you four just head head out. Maybe try to get the boat to leave a little early. How about that? Um, when we found him, he was like his feet print just started out of nowhere. 
This guy's obviously an alien then, right? Exactly. Obviously an alien. Okay, then I'm throwing him in the brig. All right, I'm going to go lock him up. So uh, you all have fun on your cruise. Try to enjoy the sailing. And I guess I'll... I don't... I don't know. This is... This is just a disaster. We'll check in when we get there. So she just uh, now a little bit more forcefully uh, grabs Gurundu by the back of his um, brown leather like jacket, like a deer hide leather jacket, and she grabs him by it and starts pushing him forward towards the brig. Everybody, as you turn to head back to the the ship, everybody roll me a perception check real quick. I got the big dat one. Oh, cool, oh. Ubo! Yeah, you are you're you're fiddling with something. You've got some kind of tech in your hands, just kind of uh, maybe messing with your mohawk a little bit. Uh, you're not seeing anything. I got a nine plus six. Uh, sixteen. Uh, three plus two, five. Oh, five! Nice, cool. good job, Clyde. Merlin, you see as you all are walking, uh, uh, uh leaving the campus, leaving the pie-shaped quad area. Uh, Merlin, you see there's this stack of barrels and boxes off to the side. You see you see two uh, green ears just quickly dip behind those barrels. Long, elongated green ears. Like alien ears? <laughs> no, more <laughs> like goblin ears. <laughs> hey, Merlin, what you looking at over there? Guys, I think Kluger's over there. I see some green ears peeking overneath over there. Klug? Oh, we got a bone to pick I, with him. I bet it's Klug. I say we sneak up on him. We're ready, my great axe. Well, who's, who's <laughs> the most You're going to kill Klug? No, we're not going to kill him. We're going to sneak him, up man. on him. Yeah, who's the sneakiest? Can I walk lightly? You could definitely try. I mean, you could roll a stealth check, yes. <laughs> All right. I roll another fucking three, man. So Clyde's um, trying his best to tiptoe up to these barrels and uh he he gets pretty close to him he gets like uh 15 feet away from him and then you see him uh he's not quite used to these spider climb sandals yet and they want his right foot sticks to the ground and then that sticking to the ground causes him to fall forward onto his face and he kind of brushes himself up and then you see the barrels and the crates wiggle a little bit more violently, like somebody's trying to maybe move deeper into them and try to hide a little bit better. <laughs> oh, ooh. I just want to go Ubo. up and kick them. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. So slide Ubo into Butt the barrels like a, bowling, like a bowling ball. <laughs> On a yeah, shelf. we haven't done any fucking mini games yet. <laughs> or jump up and uh, butt smash it like Mario, man. Or that. Just slide me into it, Altrex. <laughs> okay, Ubo, come here. Okay. <laughs> All right, Altrex, roll me an athletics check. <laughs> All right, let's see. 10 plus, 10 plus 7, 17. 17, okay. 17. You uh, slide Ubo on, his, on the back of his shell into these barrels, and they, <laughs> Ubo smashes into them, and they all kind of scatter, and when, when it... When they all fall to the sides and all that's left is you see a clue kind of cowering behind what was once a stack of barrels. And now it's just him by himself. Uh, and he looks over at you all and he says, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Um, uh, 
What's happening? Why are you sneaking around like that, Klug? What you peeking on? What the fuck are you doing here? Oh, I was uh, I was moving these barrels. I had a, no, I got I got to move no, you them. Yeah, yeah, I got to move them to um, uh, uh, sh- um, my room. Klug, these Klug. are my these are my barrels. Klug, don't make me insight you. Klug, I'll insight check. No, you, don't okay? insight just, me. These no, these are just my tell barrels. Tell me the truth. What are you sneaking around for? You mean you mean these barrels? I'm gonna walk up and I start smashing barrels. You mean these barrels? <laughs> You smash the first barrel, and uh, inside it, it just all falls out these uh, just dead fish. Not like rotten fish or anything, like fish meant for maybe for the school's cafeteria. Yeah, I I really like fish. What about this barrel? Then you smash one more, and inside that one's more fish. I I mean, I, I really, really like fish, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to keep smashing here. Smash the next one. Okay, he says, okay, well, stop. Okay, the food, the, the fucking food court's not going to have any more fish now. Stop well, it. Well, <laughs> you don't sound very convincing that these are your barrels. Why the fuck are you following us? <laughs> I got to, I meant I had to move these barrels to the, the, the cafeteria. Which is way back there. Well, I, I, I like taking the scenic route and I use it as my workout. Build up, build up these muscles. How heavy is the barrel fish? Uh, the barrels are actually pretty heavy. Uh, real quick, Clyde, roll me um, roll me an investigation check, real quick. <clears throat> Sixteen plus zero. You would think there is no way that he could pick them up. Yeah, you're thinking there's no way he could pick up even one of these barrels. So I look at him. I like. I'm like, pick one up. <laughs> well, I mean, I just I had a hard workout this morning. Um, pick one up. Uh, he walks over to a barrel. Let me roll a strength check for him real quick. Ah, <laughs> right, okay. Uh, he struggles really hard, but he lifts it like six inches off the ground. It's like, <laughs> see, I just, I it's really slow, but now take it to the cafeteria. I'm. It's really slow. I mean, I usually roll them, honestly. Oh, do you? Yeah, roll it. <laughs> uh, okay, and he he tips it over, and he starts like slowly rolling it towards Kef here. Ah, uh, uh, are you gonna watch me the whole way? Because it's gonna get really awkward. And you do this one by one. Yeah, the boxes are a little harder. <laughs> yeah, well, why don't you go ahead roll a box over there for me? I I mean, I usually have like tools and stuff. I just forgot them in my room. Oh, and how often do you do this every day? Actually, twice a day. So you wouldn't usually forget your tools. No, I've got like gurneys and stuff, but I just forgot them all right now. I just, you know. Does anyone have a satchel of any type? I'm going to go up right in front of him and insight check him. I'm like just staring him down, insighting him. <laughs> okay, roll me an insight check. Wait, I'm curious. What's the satchel for? <laughs> I was going to throw him in the back. <laughs> take, take him on a boat take with, him with us. us. <laughs> I rolled it right in front of him, 15. M- Merlin, you definitely think he's completely lying about guys he's completely lying about this (laughs) (laughs) all checks make your eyes turn red and scare him (laughs) why don't you tell us why you're really here klug you're following us aren't you no i'm quite the opposite honestly we're following you how wait wait how big is klug three feet don't kick him i'm grabbing him by the neck and i'm gonna slam him against a barrel i'm not gonna kick him Come but on. I lift him off the ground. Oh, tricks. 
not going to hurt him. I'm just picking him up. Well, you need me to roll you here. <laughs> you can fucking pick him up any day uh, you uh, want. Cool. You got him. <laughs> so look, dude, I just picked him up and I slammed him against this barrel. Tell us what you're doing here for real. Uh, Roll me an intimidation check. I got an 18 plus. Okay. Yeah, it's there. Plus five. Okay, yeah. 23. Um, he's a... Uh, all right. All right. I... Saw you all coming, so I hid in the barrel so you didn't see me. Why are you avoiding us? I'm still, you know, upset about losing the orbs and having to send you on these missions and everything. I just didn't, I don't know, I just didn't want to see you all. I don't Anybody know else buying this? this. I'm not buying it. That sounds weird. It does sound weird. What do, what do I need for that? Insight uh, check. Insight check. All right. We're going to tell Professor Wick. You're going to lose your job. 14 plus 3, 17. Tell me the truth. Okay, yeah, you definitely think he's he's lying about why he was hiding from you all. All right, I'm just going to chuck him over towards Clyde. I throw him like four feet across the ground. He slams into it. He's in front of Clyde now. Then I pick him up. I kind of give him a little shake. Like, why are you peeking on us? Why don't you want us to find you? Roll me an intimidation check. 14. Uh, he says, uh, did you, uh, you all found the rain orb, right? Yeah. Maybe. I'm, I'm just guessing that. Yes, there's more orbs out there. Yeah, there's more orbs out there and. Wait, wait a minute. I was thinking that when you all came back, you would probably be looking for me. <gasps> you gave it to him, didn't you? Orillo, you gave it to fucking Orillo, didn't you, you little green bastard? now okay now just hear me out now okay god damn it klug now now hear me out the school ubo sit on him all right i'm gonna sit on him (laughs) (laughs) the school is closing can you get off me so i can talk (laughs) no Give me a chance to explain myself. <laughs> no. Oh, I think he's passing out. <laughs> Ubo, let him breathe. What's he saying? He ain't green no more. All right, I get off of him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll do it again. Now, okay, what? Well, I'll I'll explain everything. <laughs> With his butt facing towards him. <laughs> <laughs> My turtle ass. <laughs> okay, well, the the school was gonna close, and I, I, I figured if there were some, you know, catastrophes happening around Modras, that maybe we would get some more funding. Maybe people would see the the need for the academy. So I, I thought I would, you know, take some of the items that had these wide-ranging detrimental effects, and I thought that, you know, if, if things were going bad in the world... Well, that's the whole point of us, man. So nothing bad out, nothing else bad happens. Exactly, and we, we need the Academy. Just because it's going good now doesn't mean it's going to be going good in five years, or in a year, even. You realize I killed a man because of you? Several men? Several. <laughs> Several. An innocent man. Yeah. And you're creating shit that don't need to be created. I, I 
tried to outweigh the, the the lives of the few versus the lives of the many with the with the cat. What if the elephants come back any any day now? It'd be real nice. If we had some fucking orbs to help, wouldn't it? All right, you know what? You're going with us to get the next orb. Yes. And I break his leg. <laughs> Maybe we should do that if he's coming with us. Then we got to drag him. <laughs> so just back that up a little. All right, I just backhand him. There we go. <laughs> Break his leg. We we fix his leg. <laughs> then Merlin, Merlin mends it. <laughs> All right, so I want I want to chirp, uh, Professor Wake. <laughs> yeah, Clyde. Hey, uh, we got a uh, we got Klug with us, and uh, he's going to go help us find the next orb. <laughs> Why? He doesn't have any combat training, <laughs> but he has knowledge. <laughs> like okay, well, I need him for like tax purposes and mail and shit. <laughs> uh, he'll be gone for fourteen days. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, you left me with this dangerous ass alien. So whatever. I like how uh, Professor Wake just started to cussing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> She's just tired. She's tired of our shit. <laughs> it's because Clyde ate her fucking eggs. <laughs> Yeah. No, Ubo did. No, Ubo oh, did. Ubo ate her fucking eggs. Hey, That's those were delicious scrambly eggs. <laughs> I'm, I'm bit. You know what? Keep Klug away from me for 14 days. I. That's all for the better. <laughs> I. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess I'm joining the team, right? No, oh. you're tagging along, but you're not part of the team. We wouldn't be in this mess if it wasn't for you to begin with. <laughs> How far are we from the boat? I mean, probably about a half hour walk um, through the, through the city. I toss a uh, Klug my backpack to carry. <laughs> it's a three foot backpack. <laughs> yeah, he's like dragging it along. I mean, I don't, I don't really see why I need to be doing this, but you guys should toss him your backpacks too. <laughs> yeah, I give him mine. <laughs> it's a two backpack. <clears throat> I want to handle my great axe. <laughs> Kai, what if you need this? Then you hand it to me. So my turret has my bags on it. I just take it off the turret and give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Any fan art from now on of Klug is just four backpacks and a great axe sticking out of the... <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to take off my chain mail, my heavy armor, too. That's a little <laughs> weight-bearing. <laughs> just put it on him, too. Let him wear that for the time being. Dude, can he even walk? slowly dragging ass behind you all. And uh, you finally make it to the port, and there's only one ship in the dock at the moment. Painted on the side, the Big Terry the Fourth. And it is this beat-up-looking ship with uh, loads of boards that are kind of patching holes in the hull. The sails all seem to have patchwork covering holes in the sails. But all in all, it's a decent-sized ship. You see a couple of people loading uh, humans and dwarves, loading crates onto the ship. And standing at the the walkway uh, leading to the ship, you see a female with a uh, one of those cliche trifold uh, pirate hats and a, uh, like a ski guitar and a scabbard at her side. And she says... Is that how you say that? Ski guitar? I don't know. Yeah. Shimitar? I, thought, I always thought it was Schmittar. 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 
Skimitar. <laughs> I like Skimitar. Is this a ship we're supposed to board? She sees you all uh, walking in this just mound of book bags. And she says, um, my name's Captain Ballesteros. I assume you all are the ones coming on the uh, on the journey to Astradu, yes? Oh, yeah, you Captain. You say Astradu? I thought Salami. Oh, it's Port Salami. And we're actually just all waiting on you all, to be honest. Uh, if you all are ready to board up, uh, we're just grabbing the last crates for the shipment. And uh, we'll be off as, uh, as soon as we got them all on. I blame this green feller for our tardiness. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's really slow. As all of you guys are talking to the captain, I'm going to run up to the wheel and just stand there. Uh, what what green fellow are you talking about? This mount of book bags you're pointing at? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a green fellow in there somewhere. <laughs> you just see ear green ears poking <laughs> out. From the book. Oh, I see the ears. Okay, okay. Hop, hop on. Okay. Well, I see the Goliath already made. <sighs> Uh, you know I need that that wheel, right? I'm just rubbing it. Okay, I'll 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 grab that in a sec. I've never been on a boat before. So he boards up on, and then she uh, gives the order to release all the tie-ins, uh, and you all set sail to Stradu. And she walks up to the wheel. She says, uh, "Well, excuse me, now I need to uh, drive the boat." I'm like, nah, I got it from here. No, I. Uh, I see my hat. It's the hat. It's the Clyde, hat. Clyde, you don't have a hat. How bad would it be if I took your hat and put it on my head? Hey, step aside, Clyde. Come on. So I don't say a word. I just stare at her. <laughs> and I slowly grab her hat and I put it on my head. Okay. Okay. Two things. Like, now I'm the captain. No. It's the oh, hat. So no. It's the hat. No. Yes. And no. At the same time. See, you're about to run us aground. I need that right now, that wheel. <laughs> Fine, I'm keeping the hat. And then she grabs the wheel and she uh, veers sharp to the left and barely avoids this undergrowth that you all can't even see. She says, uh, now, two, I need the hat back. It's kind of my symbol. I, I just need it. Can I just borrow it? At night, you can borrow it. Okay, at night. I get it daytimes. And then uh, hat situation averted. We um, <laughs> uh, set sail, Captain Ballesteros. The uh, first mate comes up, and it's it's a dwarf. He says, uh, I can show you all to your rooms if you'd like. Uh, I want to explore a little bit, but you could show the bag bitch back there where my bag goes. The, this little the green eggers? Yeah, that guy. There's a green bunny in there, yeah. Okay. And uh, he takes Klug down and shows Klug where the rooms are, and he can unload. Uh, so remember, you all got two rooms on the ship, and Headmaster Wake did mention that they were going to be pretty cramped living quarters, so it's going to be really fun to see where Klug is staying. <laughs> he can sleep under the bed. Eventually, Klug uh, comes back up, and he is bagless and axeless. axeless. So now my question to you all is... Can I have him go grab my axe real quick? In case I need it. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. And uh, he disappears uh, under deck again and comes back up with your big just dragging, just leaving a big gash behind him as he's walking <laughs> along the ship. <laughs> Alright, here you go. Thank you. So now my question to you all is, uh, how do your characters like 
the open seas. Clyde's never been on a boat before. Merlin hasn't either. I love it because I'm a good swimmer. I assume that Ubo would kind of like boats. And you worked on a port. Uh, I would probably sink straight to the bottom. <laughs> so you probably are fucking deathly afraid. I, I don't really want to get too close. So Clyde like constantly has an urge to puke, but never pukes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay, so it sounds like uh, Clyde is kind of always flirting with seasickness. Uh, Altrex is always flirting with the fear of straight death if he falls overboard. Uba is kind of comfortable. Merlin, how's Merlin feeling about it? Merlin's never been on a boat, but he's used to like movement, like being on horses and stuff. So he's not minding it too much. Okay. So unless you all like have anything you wanted to do, I was going to kind of montage it a little bit. I'm waiting until night to get that fucking hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to travel montage a little bit, but uh, we'll fast forward to nighttime. She actually finds you, Clyde. She says, okay, first mate is uh, taking over, so uh, you can have the hat now. You cannot, Clyde, look at me. You cannot drive the boat. Okay. <laughs> Clyde, Clyde, look, Clyde, look at me. You cannot drive the boat. And I let Stephen, first mate Stephen, know you cannot drive the boat. Okay. Okay. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep, Clyde. All right. You cannot drive the boat. (laughs) Okay. She walks, and she lifts the hatch to walk down, and then she throws the hatch back up, and her head pops up. Clyde, you cannot drive the boat. I heard you. And she closes the hatch, and she goes back (laughs) down under. I'm going to walk up to the wheel. (laughs) And it's that dwarf that shows you all to your rooms, and... Yeah, how can I help you, Clyde? Uh, my name's Merlin, and uh, they say I can drive the boat. <laughs> Roll a deception check real quick. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you fucking nails this. A 14. Um, well, I was told to really look out for someone named Clyde, but you're Merlin, <laughs> so that's good. But either way, yeah. I can't let you drive the boat. I'm the first mate. I'm, I'm taking night shift. But she gave me the hat. <sighs> she did give you the hat. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could drive for a little bit and then give you a really nice haircut um, <laughs> afterwards. Like a free haircut? Absolutely. Now, I've always wanted kind of an undercut. Can you do those things? I can do anything you want. You can do undercuts, braids on the left. Undercut, overcut. I can cut in. I can cut out. Braids on the right, even? To right, to left, up, down. All around. Take you downtown. Beehives. Beehives? I haven't done a beehive in a while, but I can do it. Like, how long is a while? Because the styles have changed. Um, a while. Okay, I'll I'll do undercut right, braids left. All right. Okay, one hour. Thank you. I'm just going to go grab some second dinner, and I'll be back. Okay. And he leaves. <laughs> oh, shit. Are there rescue boats attached to the main boat just in case? God, there's live boats, yes. Okay. okay.
Hello everybody, it is your Dungeon Master Adam DeWeese here. Thank you all so much for checking out this episode of Halfway to Heroes. It means the world to us, just you all listening. Uh, it keeps us going, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Do you like dice? Of course you like dice. Everybody likes dice. Well, you can head over to bit.ly slash halfway to dice. That will take you to our affiliate link for Dice Envy, where you can check out all of Dice Envy's amazing sets of dice and help us out at the same time. This week, I want to point you to the Hanabi, Hanabi, Hanabi dice set. One of those is right, I'm sure. This is a metal dice set where the inside looks like fucking outer space. It is amazing. It's got a chrome finish all around. The type font is very nice. And I very much want these dice. So go check them out. Uh, Again, that affiliate link is bit.ly slash halfway to dice. If you want to sponsor this show or one shot onslaught or other show, you can head over to halfwaytoheroes.com slash sponsorships where you fill out an easy form. Choose if you want a personal message for $20 per mid-roll or a business message for $30. And we'll get your product or your personal message out there to the ears of our listeners. And we'll even let you pick who reads those messages. That's right. Make somebody else do it, please. My throat. It hurts so bad. All the money from those sponsorships goes straight back into the show, by the way, much like our Patreon. So it's just another awesome way to support the show and also support, you know, any cool stuff that you want to support. Okay, I think I'm going to keep this one nice and tight. I'm going to let you guys get right back into the action um, or get to action. I don't know where I'm going to put this mid-roll yet. Uh, Something's probably about to happen, I'm sure. So I'll let you get right to that something, and I will talk to you all at the end of this episode. Bye, everybody. Clyde, roll me, um, it's, it's, it's an actual tool, a vehicle tool, so just roll a straight D20, because I don't think you're proficient in water vehicles. <laughs> you said you've never been on a boat, so just yeah. roll a straight D20. <laughs> Merlin, how do you feel about getting blamed for this? <laughs> I don't, I, well, I don't know what's going on yet, right? Yeah, you don't, yeah, I don't know where you all are yet. I rolled a 14. <laughs> Okay, Clyde, you're piloting along. It's pretty late at night. Where is everybody else at real quick? Um, I'm hiding in my room. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the room too. I'll just chill it out, hoping we don't wreck. (laughs) So this is just Clyde. I'm praying praying to Onatar in my room the whole entire time. (laughs) (laughs) You, Clyde, and Clyde only. You're you're just up on top deck. You got you know you got about an hour before uh, first mate Steven makes it back. You feel bump, like like it's oh, like God. an airplane turbulence, but times ten. Oh and God! On a boat. <laughs> How's Ultrax feeling? I'm freaking out. Right you now. all feel this this bump, Clyde. Uh, you see slowly from the what are the boat terms what's the forward of a boat 
the bow? Bow? Yeah. Bow? You see the bow? Starboard side of the bow. You see this massive, suctiony, green tentacle come out. <laughs> and then, port side of the bow, you see another one. And then you see two from the butt of the boat. I bet our captain, Captain, could have avoided that. And you see there's four massive, giant green tentacles surrounding the ship. Sweet. While Clyde is piloting it. So, look, we all we all need to run up there and check on what's going on. So, uh, there's got to be someone out on a deck with me. Uh, there are. There are people, uh, there's some people mopping the, the floor. I, I yell at one and I say, go get, what's his name, Jason? Steven. Steven. <laughs> go get Steven, the first mate. And he says, oh, I'm <laughs> And he goes down and gets Steven. The tentacle in the front smashes down against the front of the deck. Uh, I'm just going to say front. Front, back, left, and right. Uh, smashes down on the front of the deck. And uh, as it lifts its tentacle up, it leaves a splintering hole in the deck of the ship. So we'll say that... You all felt the first rumble. I know a lot of you were saying you wanted to go and check on the front the deck. If you all are going to go check on that, we'll say that you're about halfway up the stairs when you feel that second big rumble across the deck. I got to wait for Steven. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so Johnny, or so Clyde is still piloting the ship. After that one massive smash into the, the hull of the ship, you other three get to the deck of the ship and you, you look over and you see that uh, now that that one guy that was mopping has went down to get Steven it is you all literally get on the deck turn and just see Clyde into the captain's hat driving a boat <laughs> and then you look around and you see four enormous tentacles surrounding the ship god dang it Clyde I knew it was you <laughs> Clyde what the fuck in my defense it's been a long time since I put us in a situation like this it was due. Roll initiative. <laughs> God dang it, Clyde. Three. I rolled a 16. I, Actually, rolled, four. I rolled a four. three plus... Uh, I got a four, too. I rolled a 19. Okay, so first up is uh, Altrex. So Altrex, you just get to the deck of the ship. You see four giant tentacles surrounding the ship. Is there one close to me? Uh, yeah, the one that just hit into the deck is the one that's kind of closest to the actual deck of the ship. Like, it's still kind of low down. Uh, but to where I could hit it. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see ring smite that thing. Okay. You're gonna have to read that to me. I think you make a attack roll for that still, right? To hit it with your sword? Uh, there, it's 2d6. Uh, you hit a creature with your melee weapon during the spell's duration. My weapon turns white hot. And I deal an extra 1d6 fire damage on top of the 2d6 damage. So technically it's 3d6, wouldn't it be? Yeah, so you have to roll an attack roll to hit it with your sword. 13 for my attack roll. That actually hits. Alright, so I hit. So I roll 3d6s then? Yes. For the fire damage? Yes. And that is the square dice here. Alright, hang on. (laughs) The Monopoly ass dice. Make sure. All right, I got a five. I got a four. And my third roll 
Is that six? Damn, wow. that's really good. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. That's awesome. And then you get any pluses? You have to say you have to make a Constitution throw for that tentacle. Oh. And if you fail, it takes an additional one d six fire damage. Nat one. <laughs> oh shit. Four. So Bam. nineteen. Oh, and you got two attacks now. Oh, Before I narrate like what happens, go ahead and roll your second attack roll too. Alright, my second attack roll. This one's gonna suck now, watch. A thirteen that time. Hits yeah, that hits, yeah. Alright. So I'm just gonna regular attack it. Oh, fucking one. And a five. And plus four. Okay, so that was a total of twenty nine damage. Holy shit. Bam. Okay. Wow. Um you light up your sword for your first hit against this tentacle and it slices through it like butter as it's white hot it cuts deep into this tentacle and then you bring it back around and cut back into that cut and you end up slicing a six foot wedge of this tentacle out of it and it just falls to the ground and uh, flops around for one second and stops. But the tentacle is still wagging now a little bit more violently left and right. Uh, you definitely fucked this tentacle up pretty good. Uh, Clyde, you are next. You're at the <laughs> wheel of the shit. <laughs> um, is there one close to me or am I close to the one by Barry or Altrex? You're actually on the opposite end of the one by Altrex. There are uh, two others close to you. You're at the back of the ship. So I'm going to rage. So I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> well, shoot, Clyde. What's going on? What the fuck are these tentacles doing? Your daddy's there. Oh, my dad. Roboido. It's Roboido. Like, shut up, dad. I'm trying to work. So I'm going to hit it with my great axe. Good thing I had a fucking clue to go back and get it. Yeah. So... The one, is it to my right or my left? Both? Uh, there's one on either side, so you can pick. I'm going to go for the one on the right. No, I rolled a 14 for my first attack. Got it. F- 14 plus 7. <laughs> and and then a 16 plus 7. <laughs> you fucking got them both, yeah. Your ghost dad will, while raging, the first creature you hit. So this tentacle has disadvantages on any attack that is not against you. So he's kind of, your <laughs> boy is going, over here, over here, and like, Distracting them to you, so if it tries to attack anybody else, it's got disadvantage. Twenty-two total. Twenty-two, man. You guys are just slicing and dicing these tentacles. So yeah, you uh, actually almost mirroring Altrex's two slices. Maybe you saw him do his slices and thought, yeah, that's a pretty good uh, method. And uh, you slice this big wedge out of this uh, tentacle that now is again just flailing violently. It is now, oh, tentacle turn. That tentacle that you just hit, Clyde, is going to smash down at you. So it just got a 16 plus 6, a 22. That might hit. It's going to get you, and it's going to uh, go on and swoop you on up and grapple you after it smashes into you. God, there's no one steering the boat now. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Steven? But uh, you're going to take 13 damage. Well, no, since you're raging, you're going to take 6 damage, half of that. 
So you take six six bludgeoning damage as it smashes into you and then it picks you up. Uh, Altrex, the one that you hit, it's gonna roll a four plus six. I know that doesn't hit you. It actually smashes down into the boat again. It's kind of flailing violently and just uh, misses you. But then the other one at the front of the boat is going to swipe at you too. And they're just beating the fuck out of this boat. It just slams into the boat and misses you. Um, the other one, uh, Clyde, while you're grappled up, it's going to... Does a 15 hit you, Clyde? Yeah. So uh, it's got one tentacle you're wrapped up in. The other tentacle smacks into it, and you take another six damage. Dang. And now it is Merlin's turn. I would like to hex this thing, but I'm wondering, are all these tentacles like separate beings? Or if I hexed one, would it hex that entire creature? You don't know. I mean, you could try. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you could just Eldritch Blast that motherfucker. Yeah, the usual. <laughs> oh, if if the target drops to zero, I can put the curse on another creature anyway. But it costs a bonus action. Try it, dude. Do it. But, okay, I'm going to hex it. So that's a bonus action. Yeah, so, okay, I'm going to hex it, and then I'm going to Eldridge Blast. Man, you're like Harry Potter in the Expelliarmus spell. <laughs> He's got like a one fucking go-to spell. I, I got another question about my blast. Since it's got two beams now. Okay, at level five, I shoot two beams. It says that's all it says. Like it, I think I just hit it and it just shoots two beams out. All right. But I'm wondering, does the hex trigger twice then? Uh, twice? No. Make a, make, it says right here, you can direct the beams at the same target or at different ones once you hit level 5 and create 2. Ooh. But you have to make separate attack rolls for each beam. So two different rolls and you can direct them to two different tentacles. Okay, and then also the hex. Like, how would that work with two s- separate beams? Um, whenever I hit a creature, I do a d6 extra damage. Yeah, it would be two different hits. So I do 2d6, 2d10... And plus four on each beam. Okay, this is gonna be fun. Okay. So I got like a 20 something on one roll and then got it. 13 on another. Yeah, 13 hits. Okay. Tear him up, Merlin. <laughs> Keep in mind, Clyde's in the air right now. Yeah, don't. You might not wanna shoot Clyde's. I don't know. It's up to you. No, I'm hitting a random one. Just a random one no one's hit yet. So I did 9 with my um, hex damage, 11 damage plus 8, 19 damage with the blast. 19 plus 9. So Merlin, you take this red ball of fire and this blue ball of fire, slam them together, and it ends up shooting two beams at this tentacle that has yet to be hit. And you smash into it, and you actually take the whole uh, tip of the tentacle off of it and it pushes Ooh. it 10 feet back and put and pushes it 10 feet back okay uh next up is uh ubo okay so i'm going to on one that hasn't been hit yet there's, yeah there's only one that has not been hit yet i'm going to use scorching ray so i got a one an eight 26 26 <laughs> gonna hit and then a an 11 an 11 okay and my turret is a 13. 
Okay, so everything's gonna hit except for one beam. We've never done your Scorching Ray before. What does your Scorching Ray gadget look like? Like a water gun. <laughs> it's my goggles and it just shoots <laughs> laser beams right out. Oh, laser beam <laughs> eyes. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so now you have to roll 46 and 2d8. 28 damage. Everybody's Ooh. doing like the exact same damage. So Ubo, his goggles have the searing red light come straight from them into this last tentacle that's yet to be hit. And at that exact same moment, his Somebody's got to be like, what the fuck was that? His turret <laughs> fires this pretty large ballista arrow at this tentacle. And uh, it sears the top off of it, and then the air, the bolt comes through and takes a massive chunk and goes straight through it. At that moment, Steven comes up from below deck, says, Oh, hey, God, you were supposed to be... What are you doing? You're supposed to avoid the tentacle area. And he goes and uh, grabs a hold of the, the steering wheel. This is tentacle cove. What are you doing, Clyde? This is the worst <laughs> place you want to be. I'll get us out of here. And um, a couple other uh, shipmates also come up to the top, and they're kind of running around, hoisting, rigging. A couple of them have some boards that they're hammering down on those holes that the uh, enormous tentacles have made in the, the front of the ship. And then we are back up to Altrex. Uh I mean, are we getting out of here on Steven's account, or are there still tentacles there? They're still around you. Uh, Steven's trying to get you all out of it, but... Um, and Clyde's still up in the air, so hopefully they don't get too far away from Clyde. While I'm up in the air, I'm trying to figure out what to say to explain myself to the captain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast Bang on the three tentacles that are attacking Ubo, Clyde, and Merlin. They, well, they have, to, they have to each make a charisma saving throw, and if they fail... Any attacks that they do to you or saving throws that they do against you, they have to subtract a D4 off of that number. I'm going to just do one just to keep it streamlined, and I've rolled a 12 total. A, what kind of? A charisma? Charisma. A charisma oh, fuck, saving no. Throw. I rolled an 8. All right. <laughs> I got minus 4 charisma. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> These are not very charismatic tentacles. So I'm going to say it comes out, and it looks like just three white beams one after another straight pure white beams and they just they just fly straight at it and it, it looks like it wraps around the tentacle and it squeezes it real tight almost like a ribbon and it just grips it real tight and it can't move as, as well okay uh next up clyde so now clyde did you think of a way to get out of this predicament not yet <laughs> Uh, you could try to escape the grapple. All right, so the mechanics, how fast is the boat going? Is the boat stopped? Uh, the boat is now cruising away, and uh, I'll say that you're about 20 feet above the deck. Uh, you think that in probably 10 seconds, it's going to be out of reach of this tentacle. So I can either try to escape or fight my way out. Yes, those are your two options, you would think. Claw now, just jump back. Come, come. You see your dad like on the deck of the ship. Come to daddy. <laughs> I, I want to try to cut the rest of it. I want I want to swing my great axe. Okay. Uh, you're going to have disadvantage since you're like grappled up. All right. I rolled a 14 then a 17. 
fucking plus seven each. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to hit my great axe. I'm still raging. You got two hits. Hit him. Hit him. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hit him. Hit him right in, the, right in the bottom of his butt. I don't know what the... I don't know any tentacle Dad. anatomy. Shut up. Shut up, Dad. Hit him in the tentacle butt. <laughs> Ooh. 30 even. You awkwardly swing at this tentacle uh, right below where it's holding you up. And it's where you took that wedge of it out and you sever this tentacle clean out off. You're going to take, as you fall to the deck of the <laughs> ship, you're going to take three bludgeoning damage. So next up is now, we'll, we'll say that the boat has now gotten out of reach of the last back one. And the other two are going to roll at... One's going to roll at Ubo. No. It's going to roll 10 plus 6. 16. 17, baby. It smashes right into the back of your shell. You quickly turn your back to it. and just kind of brushes <laughs> off against your shell. <laughs> the other one's going to swing at Steven. Can I protect Steven? Um, you know what? Actually, uh, Roberto is going, uh, I was going to distract him. Well, shoot, I bet you can't hit me, you dumb old tentacle. And so it's going to give advantage. That was going to be a 12 plus 6. That was definitely going to hit Steven. 10 plus 6 may still... Let me pull up Steven's stats. <laughs> He's... Okay, Steven's good. Uh, Steven actually raises up his uh, skimitar real quick, draws it, and parries his tentacle away, and just slides it down, uh, gives it a, a little cut, to shake it off and the tentacle uh, rears back um, and at that moment uh, Steven's uh, one hand on the wheel one hand on the skimitar uh, fighting off this tentacle and you all uh, he does this quick maneuvering to the left and right and kind of serpentines away from these tentacles and he says well, why would you ever take us a tentacle cove Clyde that was a terrible idea we almost shank our Merlin. ship Merlin I mean Merlin, why would you do that? <laughs> I misread the stars. It's cloudy night. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta have redundancy. You gotta have ways away from sailing the ship other than the stars. You gotta read the tide. Look, look, are, are we good? Like the captain never showed up. If you if you don't mention this, I'm pretty sure the captain was here by now. No, the captain's still sleeping. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> my name is Clyde, so you also fucked up. So we're all going to go back down like nothing happened. And if the captain... I let the Clyde cap- steer the ship. The yeah. one person I was supposed... Give me that hat. Okay, I'll give you the hat, and I'll also pay for your haircuts, because I did say that. You can't even do haircuts? No, but my buddy Merlin can. <laughs> <laughs> But I will pay for them, okay? okay. He says, the, "Now who's Merlin?" And Merlin, he, Merlin's the dude with the mustache. He says, "Okay, come over here, Merlin. You got you got to cut my hair while I sail a ship rest of the night. How much do you charge for a haircut? About ten gold. Right, I'll I'll give you ten gold, Johnny. You don't have any gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll pay you back, man. Just remind me, uh, Merlin. Real quick, roll a performance check. Wait, we don't get free haircuts." I ain't doing no, no free hair. No, he gives he gives free butt buffins. 
I got an 18 on what I'm rolling. I don't okay. Know. Uh, yeah, you give this guy the best fucking undercut with braids on the left side anybody's ever seen. He says, "Okay, I won't. I won't tell the captain about this." All right, we got. We get. If she says anything, we just tell her she was dreaming <laughs> or something. Make something up, man. But we're gonna go back downstairs like nothing happened. Oh yeah, you all just go to sleep, and uh, he's just checking himself out in this uh, silver-lined mirror he's got. So, oh yeah, this this is real nice. Hey, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese here again, and I want to say thank you all so much for listening, and a special thank you to all of our current patrons. So thank you, Rachel, a.k.a. Dragonbait, Tiana H., Danny M., Jason Pravat, Bradley M., Dwayne, the very best captain from the Lawful Stupid Podcast, Sofa Kingdom, Uncle Scott Shanesaw, Jeremy Fair, Not Ironclaw, Danny T., Matthew G., Brittany D., Sash., Roland L, Undead Monkey, Naomi Sweet, Drew Rundu, Brian Bridges, Gene, oh, not Gene, Jean Lorber, and the Nerd Asylum. Thank you all so much for being our patron. Thank you all so much for supporting this show and One Shot Onslaught. If you want to get your name on this list and a whole bunch of other really cool bonus content, you can head over to patreon.com slash one shot onslaught or bit.ly slash halfway to Patreon. We use all the money from the Patreon to go right back into the show to upgrade equipment for hosting fees and all kinds of fees that come about with hosting uh, two podcasts. Uh, one cool thing that you get if you're one of our patrons, uh, I'm trying to name any of the kind of major NPC or major-ish NPCs from our patrons now. So like Gerundu. The Creepy Dwarf. Sorry, Gerondo, I didn't mean to make you a Creepy Dwarf. Another cool thing you get for the upper tiers is that you get to promote something once a month on either this show or One Shot Onslaught, such as Quest and Chaos. Do you like Quest? Do you like Chaos? Of course you do. Well, you can head over to questandchaos.com to find all of the relevant info about this, uh, I, I wanted to say Twitch channel, but it's so much more than a Twitch channel. They've got all social media, they've got YouTube, everything. They've got amazing merch, and they have got different shows on Twitch. Natural One, which is on Mondays at 7 p.m., and Chaos Agents, which is on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Both of these are D&D 5e shows, but that's not all. They also have Call of Cthulhu, Saturdays at 6. They play board games on Wednesdays at 7 all these are in Pacific times, by the way. And did I mention that you can catch one of our very own patrons, Tiana, on Chaos Agents, which can only be described as a type of Lord of the Rings meets Monty Python meets It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia campaign. So if that doesn't sound appealing to you, I don't know what does. But you need to go check out Quests and Chaos, uh, just online, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, wherever you can find them. Follow them everywhere. And follow us everywhere too at Halfway to Heroes on all social media and at One Shot Onslaught on all social media and Discord. 
bit.ly slash halfway to discord where you can come hang out with all the cast of the show and have a ton of fun. Woo. All right. I'm going to let you all get to it. Uh, next week is a one shot onslaught week. Week after that, we will be right back with part two of this arc. I do apologize that this episode went a day late. It was a crazy weekend with our Patreon stream. Yeah, that's right. You can play D&D with me if you're one of our patrons. And then we had a recording session on the weekend. It was it was pretty slam packed. So I apologize for that. All right. I'm going to let you all go. I will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Oh, I can't believe they're making another Matrix. Can't de- they are? What? what? Yeah, dude. With Keanu Reeves? Yeah, dude. What? You know, yeah, you know, dude. You know what else they're making? What are they well, making? Bill and Ted 3. Oh, cool. I knew about that one. Yeah, Um. in, in this new Matrix, they've got Shrek in it, too. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's recap what we got from the store. I got the ring of crap. No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Wait, didn't I say from the very beginning it was Klug? I got a question. Do I have like a portable uh, seat for my haircut people, customers? <laughs> you have the so. weirdest shit to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been cool, you know, pop out my barber. I mean, you could have him sit on a portable, barrel or something. Portable, I was going to say, no, they could I just could sit on like a rock. A, I could have like a portable barber seat, you know, pop. <laughs> I just want to say this is probably the nicest pirate I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, <what the> fuck? <laughs> so polite. <laughs> hey, can we can we all take a moment to reflect on that I'm pretty sure that that's the first haircut Merlin's given? A majestic goose podcast. Honk. Honk.